Welcome back to the Work Miha podcast, a place for mujeres motivated to cultivate the life they deserve. I am your host, Sochi Carmona, founder of Work Miha, an apparel and accessories brand for Latinas who unapologetically celebrate their culture through empowering and relatable messages. Thank you for joining me and enjoy these inspiring conversations. Hello and welcome. Today I'm joined by China Monforte. She, they, is a queer first-generation Mexican Guatemalan artist and designer born in Alaska and raised in occupied Tongva land, Los Angeles. Ni de aquí, ni de allá, ni de allá, ni de allá. <laughs> As founder of Monforte Studio, China brings years of experience in the arts and custom website builds since 2017. Prior to founding Monforte Studio, China worked in the arts education LA to sector with museums such as Los Angeles County Museum of Art and the Getty and nonprofits like Self-Help Graphics and Artwork. Day China is a revolutionary in the design space, working with badass entrepreneurs across multiple categories. China helps bring dreams and legacies to life through their design. Their relentless commitment to change is what fuels Monforte's studio's mission. And their gentle, empathetic nature is what makes collaborating with Monforte Studio an experience unlike any other. I'm so excited to have China on the podcast today. So welcome, welcome, China. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get into it. I'm excited to really just get to learn more about you and what you've built. But... Before we get started, we like to get a little astrological here on the Work Me Hot podcast and get to know our guests. And it definitely seems like China's very much in tune with her astrological birth chart. So to start, we like to share the top three because, you know, there's a whole thing, right? But let's, you know, start with the top three, <laughs> the sun, the moon and the rising. So... China sun sign, which is your birth birthday, your identity, and where you shine. She is a Virgo sun. Our Virgos are the detail-oriented, analytical. They can be bits of perfectionist, very logical people. And then I like how you mentioned with your moon sign. So your moon sign rules your body and your emotions. And like you're like, thank God for my moon sign, which... <laughs> Her moon sign is a Pisces moon. Our Pisces moons, they're very artists. A lot of creatives, you know, have this placement. And I like how specifically Pisces are known to be big empaths. So I kind of love that in your bio, you've specifically used that word, empathetic nature. It's like, hmm, wonder where that comes from. <laughs> yep. And then we have your rising sign, which is motivation for life. They say as you get older, you kind of definitely lean into to your rising sign as well, which I mean, and not that far off from your sun sign, also a Virgo. And you mentioned you have a Virgo stellium. So hello, Virgo in your chart, correct? Hello, Virgo. I have so many Virgo placements. I mean, bless my heart because <laughs> Virgos out there, you know, you know the struggle. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good for business, you know, you need it where you need it. But I like you said, you know, good. Thank God for that empathetic Pisces moon, because I feel like Virgo placements can be also very hard on themselves. Is that true? Yeah, definitely super hard. And I think just being um, so critical of details is really 
where Virgos can have like pitfalls, but you know, we have our benefits too. We're organized. It's a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Looking forward to seeing a little bit, couple more peeks into who you are astrologically throughout our conversation. I think that's just always fun, but yes, can you tell us more about who you are, where you're from, and what did the path of entrepreneurship look like? Yeah, so I, I, so I never graduated from college, right? I went to community college, I took some classes, and um, really took that time just to explore, you know, all of the areas of creativity that I was interested in. So I did like, screen printing, I did uh, collaging, I was making zines, and um you know, really use that time just to like explore, right? And so at that time, I was, um, I really uh, needed to figure out a way to sustain myself. And so I had actually quit a, a really good job um, working in a pharmacy for five years. And I mean, you know, it was like the total package. It was benefits and healthcare and all of those things. And that was my first job out of high school. Yeah. So um, basically that job, you know, helped me grow thick skin, but I, I really wasn't happy and I wasn't following anything creative at all. So that's when I went to mini college. And again, like I said, I needed to sustain myself. Um, so I started freelancing. I was, you know, offering graphic design. Um, I had a couple of internships. And the, the actual turning point and starting point was an internship with self-help graphics. Um, so I made their website and they're a, you know, for folks that are not from LA, like they're a legacy organization that's been around since the seventies. And um, they've really fostered like uh, Chicano and Latine art um, in the United States for many, many years. And so, um, yeah, that was really my my turning point to becoming a freelancer. And then uh, once I was freelancing, I also took on like a part-time job. And the pandemic is what actually um, really sparked that, that change for me to go from freelancer to business owner and like just go full-time in it. Mm, yeah, because that was going to be my question. I was like, did you start off maybe like part time or did you do like just jump full time? I was like, basically like, was it a Virgo strategy part time or did you leave <laughs> with the Pisces intuition? Like, you know what we can do this. But I was like, mm, I think the Virgo is strong in this one. I was like, let's be strategic about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, part time for the most part. And I don't think I even like very early on, I don't think I recognized in myself that I wanted to do it full time. I, you know, as a Virgo, like I always chased comfort and stability and like, you know, not making the scary choice. And so, um, yeah, so it, it took time. And then, like I said, the pandemic, like I lost, I don't know, because I was freelancing, I lost at least half of my income because I was, um, you know, working in museums and working in galleries. And so half of that work being gone, I had no choice but to lean into it and, and be like, hey, I'm making websites, like I can do this from home. 
and letting people know and telling, you know, folks in my community, like, if you need a website, which so many people did, because, you know, everything going digital. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a mix of planned, but not planned. So planned, but figure it out as you go also kind of. Yes, very much so. Okay, no, I love that. Um, And then so I mean, I was looking through your website, it's it everything you currently have, like, did you start off with just a certain service and add on from there? Or, you know, did you kind of have what you kind of have built out now? And you can even tell us what all you have. Yeah, so right now we have um, branding, we have creative direction, we have web design. And within web design, you know, there falls a couple of options. So you either have like a fully custom website or we also have um, our one day website, which is kind of like the hot offering right now because it's it's a super fast turnaround. Um, we base that one on a custom template. And then, you know, there's other services like graphic design add-ons, you know, digital collateral, things like that. Um, but those are our core services right now. We didn't start with everything at first, I think because I really started this business as a freelancer, I was like learning as I went along. And I like, I always encourage folks to go that route as well, because, you know, over time you'll pick up skills and you'll also meet people in your network that can support your business. So, you know, at the very beginning, I think it was really just um, websites and like graphic design. And then over time, like I learned how to do branding. I learned about brand strategy. Um, I learned more about like social media and marketing. And, you know, so all of those things over time, like I was, I've been able to add to my business. Nice. I like that. And I actually really like your social media videos. And, you know, when I was kind of going through them, you know, like, let's, let's talk starting your own business when you kind of don't have generational wealth or those family connections. And I know you mentioned on one of your social media posts, like a lot of the times, and I also feel like imposter syndrome plays a huge role in us taking that step of starting our own business or specifically when it comes to like maybe being a creative who is going to start something for themselves from scratch. You know, I think just that word creative sometimes it's like, oh, it's like a starving artist. Like maybe you don't make as much money or especially maybe like Latino parents might want you to take that secure nine to five job, you know, be, or it feels risky to kind of make that jump. Right. So for you, like, obviously it's like, what skill set did you feel like you already had to kind of ensure yourself, okay, I got this. And then maybe like you said, like you're learning along the way, which I feel like you just never stop learning, especially for your business. You could continuing education, like what aspects about running your own business um, did you take upon yourself to learn along the way? That's a really good question. And it's kind of a two part question, right? Like I don't feel like I was equipped with any hard skills that really I took into business. Um, but the one skill that I would say that has stuck with me for a long time is just resiliency. And so understanding that, you know, every business has seasons, every business has, like, you have to learn how to be fluid with it. And I think understanding that, one, we're never going to know everything right off the bat. 
and like being comfortable with that and being comfortable with the journey of learning um, is one really key component to it that I've always taken with me. But two is like, and this is my big thing when talking about imposter syndrome is that as black and brown indigenous folks, like, you know, historically we've, we've actually been excluded. It's not that we internalize that we feel like we don't belong in these spaces. We've literally been intentionally excluded. And so, you know, when we think about starting a business or when we think about, you know, going freelance and leaning into creativity, um, when we think about like being a leader or being outspoken, you know, we hold on to a lot of fear because it we just haven't had the opportunity before, right? So it's not that we just think that we have imposter syndrome. It's not that we just think that we don't belong, but there's literal like historical, um, you know, events that have happened. And so I think we often we think about imposter syndrome as like an internal struggle when in reality, it's not just internal, it's also external, right? It's like systemic racism, it's microaggressions that we might've experienced at work. It's, you know, not being considered for a raise or a promotion, you know, compared to like our white counterparts. Like those things literally um, contribute to why we feel like this. And so it's, it's more than just telling ourselves like, no, I do belong or like, you know, this is okay. It's, it's actually like recognizing, no, me not having imposter syndrome is an act of resistance. And it's actually me reclaiming my power, right? So that's like the big thing that I always talk about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I love that. And yes, historically accurate. <laughs> and I'm glad you shared that too, you know, for those of us who just like, why am I feeling this way? Like, why is this a thing for me? And I think it's also important, you know, for people listening and just anyone just to know, like, just because you don't have a background in something, experience in something, doesn't mean you can't do it. And a lot of entrepreneurs like you, you know, it's like, hey, we didn't have all the answers. You know, we started with what we, what tools we did have and kind of figured it out along the way. So I love that you shared that and you know as you're kind of like starting your business like this journey of yours like I know it's I understand business is hard <laughs> and you're probably always overcoming challenges and being faced with them but for you maybe like when first starting off or just something significant like what was a challenge you faced um when you started your business and how did you overcome it so one big challenge was you know, in my first year of business, I, I set this revenue goal, right. And that was just my goal, um, really in order to make ends meet. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, if I make this number, I can sustain myself. And I can basically, you know, this job can this this business can just be full time for me, right. Um, what I didn't consider was that I actually made that goal and I exceeded that goal in my first year of business. I hit six figures and I was like insanely busy. I was booked and busy. And the issue is that everyone talks about being booked and busy, but they never talk about the burnout that it comes with. Right. So I was like beyond my capacity. I was working 
12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. I like I was nonstop. And, you know, there are like I have to obviously address the privileges that come with making like money, you know, being able to sustain yourself, being able to do the things that you want to do. Um, but at the same time, like it took such a toll on me and I had to learn how to step back. I had to learn how to put systems in place. I had to learn how to scale and grow a team. And, you know, in terms of my background, like I, like I said, I've never graduated from college. I never held like a leadership role at any large corporation or like within any job. Um, I was really coming from like a DIY type of mentality. And so that was like the huge hurdle for me at the beginning was figuring out, okay, how do I really build a team? How do I learn how to delegate? How do I learn how to be a leader? Like as someone who is so shy and just in my shell, like, but how do I do this also for myself? Because I couldn't continue um, working that way. It just, it, it's really, really unhealthy. And I think, you know, for anyone who's listening and like, maybe in that mode where you feel like you're working so much and, um, and there's no way to, you know, find ease in that, I think definitely consider like, bring someone on, you know, and it's, it's very scary. It is really scary. But even starting out with like a VA, someone that can help you like check emails or do some admin work, like, wherever it is, if you start small, I guarantee that you will eventually like, you'll learn what you need to do, you know, but don't don't push yourself to the point of like burnout and exhaustion. It's just, it's not worth it at all. Yes. Yes. Because then it's like, also like, what are you building this for? Like, why be a business owner? So you can just, you know, always be kind of in your business, you know, and just trying just enough in survival mode essentially kind of trying to make ends meet you know or what are you trying to build and sometimes i think also that comes from maybe trust issues you know nobody can do it like i can or hyper independence you know like there's definitely a lot and that was actually gonna be one of the questions like let's talk about building a team you know it's exciting to know that your business is growing but like you said it's also another step where some people even need to talk themselves into like, okay, how do I kind of delegate stuff to scale? Um, so, you know, I saw for like your business, you know, you on your website, you have, what is it? Uh, meet the team, embodied operations specialist, UX, UI, print designer, project manager, systems strategist, and of course, founder and creative director, you. Um, so for you to build this team, how do you go about selecting the right people? Was there trial error or specific criteria you're looking for? Um, and how does it all come together? Yeah, so I think number one is whenever we're looking for a good fit, we're definitely thinking about folks that don't just have the same values that we do, but they also embody those values. And so a lot of people like, if you've ever seen our email signature, you know, we talk about urgency and capitalism. And like, that's an example of a, a very important value um, that we embody actually as a team is like, we try our best to be um, 
extremely empathetic and extremely understanding that urgency and like urgency culture is just a part of everything, especially work. And we try really hard to, um, I wouldn't say go against that, but to just really prioritize like rest. And if we need, you know, to extend timelines, sometimes we do. If we need a couple of days to respond to an email, like we make that very clear. Um, so one is like making sure that whoever's on on the team embodies those values too. And second, I would say is I started out working with a lot of contractors. And so everyone right now on the team is still a contractor, but um, what happens with contract work is you're able to work with someone maybe on a project by project basis. And so you're able to see if your working styles actually mesh. Um, that is super helpful. And so I think, you know, if you have someone that you like working with, like definitely consider making them a part of the team more permanently or more regularly because then you actually know like, okay, our working styles go well together. Um, the personality is a good fit. Like culture is a good fit. Um, yeah. And then just going from there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. And then I also just wanted to point out, I love this Pisces moon is strong. Um, I had another business owner also, also Pisces moon. Uh, you may know her, uh, Paulette Pinero, Unstoppable Latina. Um, and she was very big on the, it's urgency culture is not a thing. Like, we're not about it, you know? And then, like, in their signature, too, they're just like, yeah, it's not an emergency. You will survive. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Right. Like, um, design is rarely ever an emergency. And like I said, I used to work in a pharmacy where, you know, we were making like chemo bags, we were ordering medications from France for people who had like rare conditions, like those are emergencies, you know what I mean? Design is never an emergency, so yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. Oh my gosh, okay, I love that. And just kind of going into that, that empathetic, that like I also, another social media post I wanted to talk about, you mentioned uh, running a business is a lot like therapy which I a thousand percent agree with. I feel like you learn a lot about yourself and it's helpful to have, you know, gone through traditional therapy or especially like be in it while you're starting and running your business because there's just so many personal things you have to kind of overcome sometimes. And then you look at certain challenges or aspects of your business differently once you kind of tackle that. So if you don't mind sharing, like what were some things you had to kind of maybe personally overcome or that you learned about yourself? Yeah, for sure. I think one would be like that imposter syndrome component, um, really diving into that and the reasons why that happens. Um, two would be like my fear of being a leader, my fear of delegating, my fear of like the issues that I have with authority already and like those experiences that I had um, really made me feel like, okay, I don't want to be a bad boss, right? Um, when in reality, like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a peer and like, you know, overcoming that for sure. Um, when it comes to client work, I think for creatives, a big one is, you know, getting feedback. Like some creatives, it, feedback is really difficult for them. And I think 
that is a big one to overcome if you have traumas around like you know um being fired or like if you have traumas around uh feelings of unworthiness like getting feedback is just going to trigger that you know whether it's good feedback or bad feedback usually obviously like bad feedback but you know overcoming things like that um also the overworking right why do we why do we need to feel like why do we need to feel like we are um only worthy when we're productive or when we're overworking ourselves like the workaholism oh my gosh there's there's so many many points to to talk to um and it's something that i actually like made the foundation of the mentorship that we did last year because you, triggers will come up triggers will come up in business and the only way to be resilient in your business and to keep on going is to identify those triggers and overcome those triggers in some way right whether it's traditional therapy, whether it's the community that you have, whether it's journaling and meditation, like whatever your way of coping and processing and releasing is, like that is super, super important. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then um, just a fun kind of bonus question and curious, because you, with web design, you work with so many different people. And then also just something in general, like when you kind of start your own business versus maybe working for another company, you really do get to pick and choose who you want to work with uh, based off your own personal preferences and or criteria. So can you tell us maybe like what different like types of industries you've designed for and what type of industries are your fate have been your favorite to design for? Oh, okay. So, oh my goodness, <laughs> so many folks. Um, definitely, I would say our our big like clientele group is nonprofits, um, folks that are you know rooted in activism. So, whether that's like a collective or a you know an artist gallery or um, you know even like co ops those are a big uh, sector. And I would also say service providers, um, e-commerce businesses, brick and mortar businesses, wellness providers, doulas, midwives, um, gosh, thought leaders, like folks that um, create courses and are really out here just like putting out their IP, um, so many, so many different folks. And I think the, the big thing that ties us together is again, like they value how we approach our work and they also like our style, right? So um, that's usually how folks find us and through referrals. But I would say the favorite groups are probably, probably wellness providers. I think that because they're outside of an industry that is like creative dominated, you know, they're, they are usually about healing, like however they approach it. Um, those are some of my favorites to work with. And who else? Oh my gosh. I just love everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think service providers too, because 
we're able to connect um, really on like about business too. So it's not just like connecting about um, creative direction and design, but it's also, you know, connecting on like a business level. So I usually like, you know, it's really easy to understand them and, um, and just share like any kind of advice or tips or, you know, things that I've done in my own business that can help them along the way. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think our big, our big group is definitely nonprofits. Okay. And then a last question before we get into our fun lightning round questions, if you can share what goals do you have for Monforte Studios? I know the Virgo placements have plenty, but if there's any you can share. Ooh, okay. So I'm just going to say this out loud because manifest, right? I would love to have a physical location. I think it's something that I've been wanting for a really long time. I like want a community space where we can co-work, where we can have like community events. Um, it's a big one for me, I think. And I would say bringing on a couple of extra team members. So that's actually in the works already. Um, that's been a big goal. What else? See, I knew you had a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are those are the big two right now. Nice. Okay. And I love it when people do share because they're going to be like, you heard it here on the Working Out Podcast. And when it happens, we can rewind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, you and your business grow. Um, but before we leave, let's um, do some, you know, first thing that comes to mind questions. Feel free to expand if you want to. So the first question, what is your favorite me time activity? Okay, the first thing that comes to mind is watering the garden. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good, you, the earthy placements, okay. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Ooh. <laughs> I'm such a fucking Virgo. Like, do we ever listen to anyone? Do we ever not are we ever not like out here giving all the advice that we don't take um <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the next one i knew i yeah my virgo places always have a hard time with this one <laughs> yeah this is a tough one um i feel like i'm uh like this is a call out right now <laughs> i would say I don't, I don't know who told me this, but whoever encouraged me to like pursue my multi-passionate, like all of the creative um, juices that I have and like not be ashamed to um, try everything out. Like whoever encouraged me to do that, bless your heart because <laughs> I'm really out here. Like, yeah, I hope you're listening. I don't know. I just the other weekend, I like, learn how to make grills so um that's another creative pursuit I don't know but whoever did that you changed my life thank you <laughs> nice okay okay there you go um and then what is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours Ooh, yes okay I would say one is don't be afraid to put out what you haven't seen, even if you are creating it from scratch, even if you are 
like building the house as you're living in it, right? Like that's totally okay. No one has all of their shit figured out and learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's really important to just like try things out, take action. Nothing's going to be perfect before you execute, right? So that's that's my big one. Okay. Oh, I like that. That see, that came easy. <laughs> my, my advice to you. <laughs> I told you exactly. <laughs> okay. Next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your business journey? This can be a book, podcast, app, a workshop, etc. Hmm. Okay. So, I recently graduated from a program called uh, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses. And it is, it is such an amazing program. It's free, um, which is huge because like in the online space, we're all used to paying for programs and paying for coaches. Like this is a totally free program. You do have to apply, you have to be accepted, but it has gone so deep on like so many levels of business. I honestly, I can't recommend it to folks enough. Nice. Okay. I hope everybody's taking notes on that one. Okay. And then last questions, where can listeners connect with you online? Drop the handles, the websites, everything. Yes. So please check us out on Instagram. We're pretty active on there. Our handle is Monforte Studio. So M-O-N-F-O-R-T-E Studio. And um, our website, www.monforte.studio. It's a big one. Um, those are those are the two. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, China, for joining us on the Work Me Hub podcast. And for everyone listening, I will link down below where you can follow Monforte Studios online and Instagram. Uh, make sure to follow the Work Me Hub podcast to keep up with more episodes with amazing mujeres. Thank you all so much. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you. Visit workmeha.com. That's W-E-R-K meha.com to pick up your new favorite chingona fuel cafecito mug or our bet on yourself mija and no pares mija apparel for yourself and your comadres chingonas. Don't forget to follow Work Me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for fun Latinx-inspired content. Make sure to tune in to the Work Me Hot podcast and listen to more inspiring mujeres.